I'll personally write a check to anybody who can decipher what Joe Biden is trying to convey. Sean Reimer, 9 till 11. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Ah, six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. What was that uh, some British uh, TV person? Was that British or Australian? British? Sky News. Sky News check. And uh, she played some audio of Joe Biden gibbering like a weirdo, talking about how he wants to box. And how Robert E. Lee, who was it? Ulysses Grant or Robert E. Lee? I can't remember now. Had been in Afghanistan. Was it Lee? We would have won. He knows they're tearing down his statues all over the place, right? And so she offered a check to anyone who could decipher what the hell he was talking about. It, you, some of you, not a lot of you, some of you voted for that happy crap, man. How does that make you feel? Uh, 210-599-5555. Uh, as we speak, uh, your Secretary of State, Anthony Pukey Blinken. Anthony Stinkin' Blinken. Anthony Stinkin' uh, is now in the Senate. He was at the House uh, Foreign Relations Committee yesterday. Uh, Well, he wasn't there yesterday. He was in his office three blocks away and actually got uh, uh, criticized by a whole bunch of folks uh, on the committee uh, during the question and answer period for, what, you couldn't make it down here? So now he's actually at the Senate. Bob Menendez is uh, opening uh, things up. He's the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. They're trying to get to the bottom of what happened in Afghanistan. And I don't know if you watched any of that stuff yesterday. Oh, man. that this, I used to think Hillary Clinton was the worst secretary of state. I, I used to think uh, John Kerry was the worst secretary. This guy, who this guy is so completely full of crap. He, he has a look in his eye that the, the, the crap levels are over his eyelids. He, he's just, he, yeah, Hannity was saying how boring he is. He is boring as hell. Well, certainly that's true. All right. He, he's not Mr. Personality, okay? <laughs> no one's accusing him of that. But my God, he's full of crap. And he barely answered any questions yesterday. Not really. He obfuscated, if I'm saying that properly. Uh, he was grilled about, uh, the call, President, uh, uh, Biden's call to President Ghani, former president of Afghanistan. Wouldn't comment on that because it was a supposedly leaked transcript. It's, you know, said some more happy crap about how the, 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 the Taliban and the world, you know, we're going to hold them to their agreements. Because, you know, they're a legitimate government we're working with now. Uh, the number of Americans uh, trapped in Afghanistan went from 100 to, I think, 1,000. Because I guess they started throwing in their families and stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it was, he was, you know, the, the, Brian Mast, who is out of, rep out of Florida, who lost both his legs in Afghanistan, said basically he didn't want to hear anymore, couldn't stand to listen. And he held up 13 individual photographs of the 13 lost uh, during the withdrawal. Obviously very visibly angry. No one can blame him for that. And then, I can't remember his name, but the, I think the congressman out of New, uh, New Jersey, uh, the Republican, uh, went off on him and uh, said, well, he's not answering any any questions on, on Afghanistan, so I'm going to ask him about, uh, you know, did he was he interviewed by the FBI? Do we still have that audio? 
about Hunter Biden uh, and and uh, Barisma and all this. And if you have that, yeah, let's roll that. I just have a couple more questions for you. A little off topic here, but I think it's interesting. How long was your recent interview with the FBI, and was it a deposition? I'm sorry, I don't know what you're referring. Are you saying that you have not had a recent interview with the FBI since becoming Secretary of State? I'm uh, I, I'm not sure what you're referring to, uh, and I'm happy to take that uh, up with you offline. Did the Did the State Department turn over documents to the FBI related to Hunter Biden, Burisma, and or the Blue State Strategies Co- Corporation? Uh, you'll have to. Uh, so you have no the, knowledge uh, of this. You have had no. You don't. You are you saying you have not, not had an interview with would, the FBI it would, since it would not be appropriate for me to comment uh, in a public forum on any uh, legal proceedings that the department. I'm not uh, asking you to cooperate. I'm not asking you to comment on the legal proceedings. I'm just asking if you've been interviewed by the FBI since becoming Secretary of State. Um, again, I'm not going to comment wow. one way or another on any uh, legal proceedings or not. Wow. And there's a lot there. Uh, and uh, the chairman tried to intervene and say, well, this is a committee about Afghanistan. He's like, well, he's not answering any questions about Afghanistan. So I thought I'd answer, ask him a question about something else. Uh, and uh, the, the the implication is that he, first off, if you, right, Chris, if he didn't meet with the FBI, he would say no. If you didn't meet with the FBI, you would say no. He's under oath, man. So because he didn't say no, and because he said he's not going to comment on le- ongoing legal proceedings, one has to pretty much, you know, assume that he met with the with the freaking FBI. <laughs> it's, it's not that deep, you know. If, if the dude didn't, and he's being honest, he'd just say no. And Trey brought this up, though, during Ware and Rima. He, he, he tossed in their legal proceedings. So there must be legal proceedings underway in regards to Hunter Biden. This guy is a mollusk, man. He is a bivalve. He is a piece of crap. He is your Secretary of State. He is the face and voice of American international policy. Think about that for a second. Uh, Menendez is still rambling out of New Jersey. He's still rambling. His opening statements will go, you know, longer than Gandhi. You know, it'll be longer than all three Avengers movies. So I'm not going to, I don't want to listen to it because I don't know what the point of this is. Nothing's going to happen. Fauci lied under oath uh, uh, before both committees uh, as well, uh, House and Senate committees, uh, on on COVID uh, and gain of function, and nothing happened to him. So why, why the hell would I think anything's going to happen to this this piece of crap, your 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 glorious Secretary of State, who just doesn't he have almost a reptilian look in his eye? Like there's no whites to his eye, like he blinks sideways. Well, what am I talking about? You know, the big story, of course, is that, well, Kanye unfriended Kim Kardashian on Instagram. It's I was watching uh, uh, Kimberly and Esteban there. It's now Instagram official that they're that's that's but it's it's over. He unfriended he unfriended her on Twitter already, and now he's it's it, the Instagram follow is is it's over and poor poor little genius. He's just you know he's such a genius and he's he's just. He's so he's so he, she made him so unhappy that he, he messed around on her and so he, he unfriended her. You know the one thing I can't stand about him apart from everything. What's that? 
He never shuts up about what a genius he is. Do you ever notice that? If he's so smart, maybe he can figure out a way to stop being so freaking weird. Well, that, you know, that you there, know, yeah. Right. That would help. There you go. Bingo. Because the guy, he can't shut up about, people who can't shut up about what a genius they are, mm-hmm. have you ever noticed they very rarely are a genius? <laughs> they're usually the exact opposite, you know what I mean? Well, it's, you know, like people who say they're, they're weird or unusual. I'm so weird. Yeah, so, yeah, those are usually the most boring people in the world. You know what I'm I mean? Edgy. I'm so weird and edgy. No, you're not. You're oatmeal. <laughs> I used to think that about Austin, Texas, when I lived there. Mm-hmm. Keep Austin weird because we're just so weird and wacky. And I hated it there. It wasn't weird at all. It was actually very predictable, and everybody acted the same. Everybody dressed the same. Mm-hmm. Everybody had their stupid little hats. I'm boring. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's the interesting guy in the room. The guy who says, I'm boring, leave me alone, is going to be the most interesting person in the world. Not Connie. I'm such a damn genius. I can't help. I'm such a genius. I unfriended her because I'm a genius. You know, it's like, shut up, man. I'm a bipolar genius. You know, it's like, oh, stop. <laughs> I'm bipolar because I'm such a damn genius. I hate it. It's great. I hate it. I love it. It's great. <laughs> Do you like my horse? I rode it on a damn horse because I'm a damn genius. I don't even know what the hell the title of this new record means. I don't even know what the hell that means. What is it? Something with a D? I don't know. Anybody care? No. <laughs> well, I just want to make I, sure. I think it's a, I think it was a play on his nickname, perhaps. How many does he have now? How many? Nick- That's another thing that you're dealing with a jerk is somebody who gives themselves their own nickname. You know what I mean? Right. I remember Sean Combs used to have a new nickname every six months. He'd change up like every yeah. six months. He was P Diddy, then Diddy, then Diddy Do, then Didgeridoo, then P, then Sean, then Sean P. He's a damn genius too. All right, two one zero. It's almost overused words in the English language these days, man. Right. Brilliant. Brilliant. Here's Brad. Brad, how you doing? Well, hey, I'm all in favor of news about Kanye, but I want to hear about this fella that married Britney Spears the minute that asset yeah. conservatorship. What's wrong with him? That that's one shrewd mofo. Uh. But I was going to say, the testimony, <laughs> if you're under an oath, you're only supposed to say, hey, I can confirm that or deny that or I always like what Ronald Reagan would say, because, well, you know, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. And, and and those are legal. Those are acceptable to say I can't confirm or deny or I don't remember. But, yeah, this guy Blinken is the bottomest bottom of the swamp, man. And so he is. I'm not surprised by anything he says or does. He's pond He's scum. There. Yeah. He, well, that gets pond scum a bad name. I'm sorry. Compare it to him. I got to go. You're right. He's lobster toe jam. He's lobster toe jam. No, I'd even you know, I'd get me some lobster toe jam though. He's he's the stuff that shoots out of the back of an oyster. That's what he is. All right, uh, <laughs> only some of you will understand that joke. If he grew up on the water. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Senator Risch is now uh, giving a statement about uh, Anthony Blinken, Afghanistan. The debacle was an interagency failure. Blinken's just sitting there, right, Chris, like with a little stupid, arrogant smirk in his face, like, Puh. Puh. this guy's so wrong. It's like, no, he's not. 
You're a piece of crap. Last night was the uh, the gala or the gala at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. It's an annual fundraiser they have where rich and famous people go, and they I think it costs like thirty thousand dollars to get in. Thirty thousand dollars. Man, ain't no plate of food in the world that's worth thirty thousand dollars, man. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck were there. They could afford the price of admission. And uh, you know, your public servant from New York, uh Alexandria Ocasio Cortez had the had the cash to attend as well. You also gotta be invited. The hell kind of invitation is that? You got to fork over $30,000 because you're in. Well, anyway, they like to go. They're rich and famous people. You know, it's not like they're going to have a crab legs buffet. You know, not, like, it ain't serving corn dogs, man. I wish they would. That'd be funny. So, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, because she's a genius, shows up in a, in a gown, probably costs twice as much as I make in a year. And it says, tax the rich. She has tax the rich on her ass on this expensive gown in bloody, like, red lettering. Well, I'm sure the gown was expensive before she customized it. I I think it was designed. Tax, she's surrounded by people who can afford $30,000 to go to an event. And she, she's such an idiot. She's such a complete moron. You know, first off, she's a public freaking servant, man. So I got. Do we pay for? Did the good people of New York pay for that entrance? Do they pay for her to get in there in the gown? Tax the rich, and she's surrounded by rich people, including herself. <laughs> I mean, I, I say no. I I, I didn't. You know, I, I, I heard about this late last night, you know, and I'm like, this has got to be a put on, man. This can't be real. Is that fake? Is that real? Did she really go to this thing wearing a tax the rich gown? Oh my God. Whoo. That was a wasted college education right there, man. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer, Lowe, who I guess are going to be living temporarily in Austin. Hey, watch out for the hobo crap there, Ben. Stay away from the overpasses. You might get mugged. In fact, you might get mugged and step in hobo crap. Welcome to Austin. Keeping it weird. But they were at the Met Gala. And that was the other thing I saw. There's a picture of them, and they're you know she's wearing what looks to be like a dead yak uh, wrapped around her shoulder, or a dead buffalo or something. It's I don't know what the hell that was. I'm sure it wasn't real fur because that's wrong. And, uh, and, but there's, Chris, there's a, there's a picture of them kissing through their masks. They're kissing through their masks. They're, if you're going to kiss through the masks, why do you bother? Don't, don't, don't bother, man. Oh, God, Rich P. He's, he's a, yeah, I, I, I the, the, you know, I, I'd like to go to the Met Gala. If I had 30K just to throw away, you know, I'd go and just be, I'd be Rodney Dangerfield from Caddyshack. You know what I mean? Fart in the buffet line. Tax the rich. Ooh. You know, it's just, again, uh, just, you know, another uh, another example of, of people. She is admired. People, some people really, truly admire Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. 
And you could right, you could tell by the pictures that she thinks she's so cute and clever. Do you know what I mean? Does she actually ever do her job? Does she ever do that congressperson stuff? You know, I, I, she's always like online or on Twitter, Instagram. She's at the Met Gala or Gala with a tax the rich gown on that probably you know costs an arm and a leg, surrounded by people who could afford thirty thousand dollars to get in that damn thing. Does she ever do, like, congressional stuff, like congressional e stuff, you know? There's a, there's your typical public servant in America in the year 2021. Power to the people, baby. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. And we'll take a break. And a couple other things I want to talk about. Lori Lightfoot, uh, you know, in Chicago, they had uh, uh, 60 people who were shot this past weekend, including, I think, a 7-year-old kid. Uh, over the Memorial Day weekend, they, they had a bunch of other kids who, who got caught in the crossfire. I think one was as young as four was killed. And so they have a, uh, they have a great, uh, idea, uh, about how to combat, uh, gang violence in Chicago. And I'll tell you all about that coming up. We'll make fun of Anthony Blinken a little bit more. And uh, what happened to Joe Biden in Boise? In Boise. Boise. Aren't you glad you don't live in Boise? Boise. Oh, Boise. Okay, that's coming up. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. AFM 1071. How's everybody doing? You having a good time? Uh, the phone lines are open. Uh, to, well, 210-599-5555. But, let, you know, I, I got to talk, talk to you about Chicago for a second. Um, Lori Lightfoot has a new plan to, because 60 people got shot over this past weekend between Friday and Sunday. And, uh, over Memorial Day weekend, I think, uh, you know, a whole bunch of people got shot and, and kids are getting shot in the crossfire. A four year old, I think, got shot this past weekend. A seven year old, uh, got shot, uh, I think on Memorial Day weekend. And, you know, this is, uh, Laurie Lightfoot's a big, uh, you know, defund the police and, uh, blah, blah, blah. They got a lot of, uh, uh, you know, big, uh, gun laws, big, nasty gun laws, uh, in Chicago that are supposed to prevent, you know, gun violence. Yet the gun violence seems to be off the charts right now. And, um, so her solution, the solution they've come up with, is they're going to start, it's because they say it's all gang violence, so they're going to start suing the gangs. They're going to drag them into court, they, they claim. We're going to sue the, we're going to sue the gangs. We're going to drag them into civil court and start taking their cars and their guns and their houses. And if we, if we do that, it removes the profit motive for being in a gang. In other words, they'll stop shooting people in Chicago under the threat of lawsuits. You know, it, to me, it's like the, the reaction will kind of probably be uh, something akin to when a bad guy with a gun, you know, sees a sign that says, it's a gun-free zone. Like they stand there and stare at it and go, well, hell, guess I can't shoot anybody in there and then walk away. They're going to start suing gang guys, so the gang guys, very obvious, are going to start going, oh, man, I can't afford a lawyer. 
<laughs> what about court costs? I can't afford that stuff. No, okay, I guess I won't shoot anybody. This this is your 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 typical liberal idiot solution to something that's not a solution at all. It's like out in California. I'm trying to remember where it was. If it was San Francisco, or I can't remember. Sandy, I can't remember now. We were talking about this last week where they, they want to pay people not to shoot each other. You know, remember that? If you're somebody who is likely to shoot somebody, or you're somebody who is, I think it was San Diego, you're likely to get shot. That if you don't shoot anybody and you don't get shot, they'll pay you like 300 bucks or 500 bucks a month on a, on a gift card. You know, I, I, it's just it boggles the mind, man. It, well, and, and see, here's the dealio with 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 chicks like Laurie Lightfoot and towns like Chicago uh, in in general, is that you know they they cannot really honestly address what's going on in their cities because their cities have classically been run by what by by leftist liberal policies, heavy-handed gun legislation. Big old fat welfare state, a lot of people on the dole, if you will, a lot of government handout programs combined with crummy schools. The neighborhoods are so crummy, people don't invest to open up businesses, there's no opportunities. You know, I grew up outside of two cities that have been strangled by liberal politics and liberal policies for as long as I can remember, Baltimore Baltimore, and uh, and Washington, D.C., same thing. So, you know, it, you, they can't, this is, and plus, this is, this is another reason why they gotta always kind of recharacterize a gun violence as having something to do with legal gun ownership. You know, it's, it's, it always comes back to you and me. You know, I'm surprised we haven't heard more about open carry or constitutional carry in this state since it was implemented. Uh, well, wow, because they, you know, that, here's what you, you, you haven't because you know what? Nobody noticed. You know why? Because for the most part, nothing's different in Texas. Man, they were predicting the wild, wild west, just like they were with uh, concealed carry. It's going to be the wild, wild west, man. Constitutional carry and open carry in uh, in Texas, people are going to just be blowing each other away left and right. It's going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly. Have you noticed any change in, in general? No, I haven't either. So they had to kind of drop Texas as the latest argument for why, you know, they got to have heavy-handed federal gun laws. But you, you can't, again, you, you can't really address the problems of gun violence in the cities in, in an honest way. You, you have to make it about Second Amendment stuff. You have to make it about, about you know, mega hat-wearing people and Trumpsters and white straight Christians who love their guns and their Bibles. you got to make it about that. Because, again, if they really try to tackle or address the problem as is in these cities, then they have to address their own policies and philosophies, which they, they're not going to do. Because one thing we've learned about Democrats in general is they are infamously incapable of addressing their own mistakes and lack. The guy in the Oval Office right now is a perfect example of that. So, yeah, let's, let's sue the bad guys, sue the guys, let's sue the, 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 the gangs in Chicago under the threat of civil litigation, under the threat of lawsuits. Certainly they will lay their guns down and, uh, and, and gun violence will begin to, begin to disappear in Chicago, right, Laurie? Cause you're a genius too. She's like Kanye, she's a genius!
All right. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. How are you? <laughs> news Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah, this thing we started doing on Wear and Rhymo where I tell you what the, what the holidays are for the day, you know? Like today, it's National Eat a Hoagie Day, also known as a sub sandwich. I call them a long sandwich. Uh, it's National Quiet Day, which doesn't really play well on the radio. But it's uh, it's it's National uh, Ants on a Log Day, and uh, we were all kind of confused about what that means. National Ants on a Log Day. What kind of image does that bring into your mind when you when you hear the words ants on a log day? And we were, you know, kind of making fun of it because, you know, the old joke. Everybody does everybody know the old joke? When the log rolls over, I'll be dead. Okay. So I I, I thought that's what it was. I thought it was a commemorative day for a really filthy joke that, you know, my dad used to tell me actually when I was a little kid. If the log rolls over, I'll be dead. Anyway, do you know what it actually is? Do you know a, a listener uh, actually posted this? Listener Chrissy, Chrissy tagged us in the, this post. Let us know exactly what it is. It's a piece of celery with peanut butter on it and raisins. Ants on a log day. Right. Someone else commented that it could also be cream cheese. Cream cheese on a log, or yeah, ants on a log. So ants on a log is something. If you have something, a peanut allergy, you can go with the with the cream with the cheese, cream cheese. But you got to have the raisins on there to portray the ants, right? On the log, and I thought it was just a filthy, filthy joke. That my yeah, my old man used to tell me that joke. I'm not gonna say it on the air. All I know is that the punchline is: if the log rolls over, I'll be dead. But that's all I can. I can that's all I can say. Do you know the joke? Have you? Yes, yes you do, don't you? Who sits around and comes up with this crap? Who sits around? How do you how do you get a national ants on a log day established? Does somebody just say it and, and now it's a day? You, you just claim it. You just claim, you claim it? Claim it. Hey, it's national give Sean money day. Hey, let's let's I'm gonna claim that. I should say that tomorrow on the air when I'm doing it with Warren Ryman. Guess what, Trey? It's national inter, inter, international give Sean money day. Give a Sean a money day. So, like, all Sean's get money, and I'd be one of them because I'm a Sean. No, it's going to be a lot of money. It's going to be a lot. Give 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 a Sean a lot of money day. Mm-hmm. If the log rolls over, I'll be dead. <laughs> I also... <laughs> Hi, Chris. Um, also, I think I heard of a, of a... I don't know. I haven't... I've vetted this. So I don't know if it's actually something that's, that people are going to care about or it's something that's actually going to ta- happen, but we started seeing last night that some Democrat group, is there a Collin County, Texas? Yes. So I don't even know where that, where that is. I guess a de- the Democrats of Collin County were posting that they, they're, they're upset with Bucky's because Bucky's, the, the, or I guess the owners of Bucky's or the CEO, whoever have donated, to Greg Abbott before, and so they were going to start calling for a Bucky's boycott in Texas. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah, you go ahead with that, man. That ain't going to work, man. 
you go to Bucky's down there in New Braunfels off of I-35, and when you go in there, that place, it's packed, right? I mean, right. most Bucky's are it, packed. It, it's like Texas hauled off and slapped you in the face. That's what That's it what is. It's like you can buy a pla- you can buy a scorpion necklace. Okay, you, 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 people aren't going to boycott Bucky's, man. No. Don't tell me they're all Trumpers that are at the Bucky's there hitting them clean ass bathrooms. All right, no, you ain't. Good luck with a Bucky's boycott, man. Bucky's is for everybody. Bucky's is for everyone, and and a boycott a buck that's a beaver too far, man. <laughs> Don't do it. It won't work out for you. You'll just make Bucky's a lot more. You know what? If you tried to boycott Bucky's, then there would be even more people there. Right. You know, it's like Chick Fil A. Then more people would go there. It happens every time somebody yeah. takes issue, and then you what can't. Is- you can't. Even, you wouldn't be able to freaking move in a Bucky's then, man. Right. I mean, it's packed pretty tight most of the time. It now. is. Boycott Bucky's. You yeah. walk into a Bucky's at three or four in the morning. It's still packed. Yeah, super busy. No, no, that's that's not a good idea. I, I would, and I noticed because it was all over face puke last night, and I've noticed it's already disappeared. I, I haven't heard anything yeah. about it. Well, nobody really wants. There, there are some things you can just take too far. Well, and the, and the other thing, and I I'll, maybe I'll talk about this next hour more, is that. You know, if if people are all up in arms about the people they buy stuff from or go to, pretty much anything you buy or anything you consume or any place you go to, mm-hmm. you're going to find donations to political groups that you're not going to be happy with. Right. Exactly. So this idea that you single out one company when, you know, we're in a consumer-based society and you're buying crap every single day. Right. And you're not tracing every single day, every single company you purchase from what their political donations are. Leave the beaver alone, man. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Can I ask you a question? Of course. One of the things that uh, I've been working on with some others is... Sean Reimer, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 107.1. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean, six minutes after 10. That fascinating bit of audio was from your president yesterday. It was a Boise, Idaho. And uh, he's talking about, you know, the storms and climate change and blah, blah, blah. And this is, somebody asked him about Afghanistan. Just, can they just cut the feet? <laughs> I just... This is, you know, this. I think this actually came up yesterday in, this, in these Blinken hearings. These, they, you know, and Saki has pretty much admitted openly, right, that we try to keep him on message. We, my staff, Jen Saki's staff, uh, you know, advises the president to stay on message and not to not to freewheel, apparently. And so he's talking, and he's about to launch into something about Afghanistan, and they just cut the feed on him, man. It was one of these internet things, you know, and and, and uh, it's 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 bizarre. It's it's because I, I look, I'm I'm fifty three, almost fifty four. I don't know how old you are. I mean, probably around the same age. And I've never seen. A president, because like I, I can it, when I think back on my memory, I can remember all the way back to Nixon, right? That's as far back as my memory goes. Was Richard Nixon, and I was a little kid, and I don't remember ever a president who whose own staff would cut his mic off 
whose own staff would cut video on him if he started to go off script. I mean, th- this is creepy. You know, we make fun of it a lot, and we laugh because it is bizarre and, and sometimes hilarious, you know, because he's dude will be in mid-sentence, man. Dude was in mid-sentence there. But, you know, when you're done laughing at it, God, who who is actually running stuff, man? I mean, who really is? Does that bug you? To know that it, you know, he, that this guy starts sundowning during a during a question and answer period, and they they cut the feed on him. It's weird. So who's calling the shots? And you know, I think the double whammy of Afghanistan and uh, now the the vaccine mandates announced last week, which I you know, is he going to be able to pull it off or not? I don't know. But a a huge group of folks and a you know young teachers and educators and parents yesterday marched across the Brooklyn Bridge and they're protesting the pro- the, the the vaccine mandates retired and current teachers and the new thing now is chanting blank Joe Biden you know, we're seeing it at college football games, right? Every weekend, college football games, blank Joe Biden. And now you can see video. In fact, Fox News has a, has a story on this. And all these teachers and parents, and they're, they're you know, walking across the Brooklyn Bridge and they're shouting blank Joe Biden. I mean, I, you know, holding up signs when injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Hell no, Biden. It's a, a it's an X through a hypodermic needle. Uh, you know, let me call my own shots is another uh, is another sign we're seeing. I don't know. I mean, I I, uh, I have a friend who sent me a a video yesterday. I think I mentioned this on the air, and the video was uh, from one of these football games. And her only comment, she's an older, her only comment was hope for the future. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe uh, this thing has gone too far. You know, Tucker was talking about that last night, uh, Tucker Carlson, that, you know, when you get to the point where, what, are you going to be sitting in a restaurant? And someone's going to, some, somebody's going to come up to you, some federal idiot's going to come up to you and demand to see your your vaccine card? I mean, I, I mentioned this earlier on Where and Rima. In the U.K., they're doing the exact opposite. In the U.K., they're going in the opposite direction. They're, they, they don't know. They're banning vaccine passports. They're banning... Uh, uh, mandates. They're, they're not going to have it, you know. Uh, so I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how this all shakes out. Now we're hearing all about the boosters, and you got you may, you know, Fauci can't shut up about the boosters, and I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm kind of in the, uh, in the, in the, on the team that, you know, I'll probably whatever shots I need to get, I'll get. There's Marco Rubio talking about the Secretary of State. Is it getting good? Let's take a listen. Prediction about the fighting capabilities of the Afghan forces and so forth. We could see them meticulously focused on the north. You could see that they were methodically and carefully splintering the sclerotic remains of any sort of resistance. Weeks before the fall of Kabul, you could see the Taliban was on the verge, was headed towards doing something they hadn't done before. They were going to isolate Kabul from the north, cutting off all their supply routes. So we knew before, we, we knew weeks before that we were headed for a Taliban control of the north. All the traditional routes of Taliban encroachment on Kabul were nearly sealed, the south and the east. 
Kabul faced the prospect of no fuel. The Afghan government faced the prospect of being unable to mount any viable uh, opposition and sustained defense. What did we think was going to happen? All of those things were in place at the time. And I think the most concerning part of it is that if we didn't have an analysis that, that looked at all this, th this wasn't a failure of intelligence. This was a failure of policy and planning. We have the wrong people analyzing this. Someone didn't see this. Either someone didn't see this or someone didn't want to see this because we had established this. We wanted to be out by September 11th so that we could have some ceremony that, arguing that we got and pulled out of Afghanistan on the anniversary of 9-11. The, the fact of the matter is where it leaves us now, on top of all the other things that have been mentioned here from a geopolitical perspective, is not a good place. I think China and Russia and Iran, they look at this botch, which, botch withdrawal and what they see is incompetence that they think they might be able to exploit may lead to miscalculation. I think the Europeans our allies, who had very little say of any, or control certainly over the timing and the execution of all this, they're now, number one, have to be wondering about our reliability, the credibility uh, of, of, our, of our defense agreements with them, but they also have to be really, really upset at the prospects of a massive refugee crisis landing right on their borders here very soon. And India, and I know that there was an announcement today there'll be a meeting of the Quad fairly soon, which is a good development, except that in the Pacific region, if you're India, you're looking at this and saying, if the United States allowed Pakistan to unravel their standing, because the, the Pakistani role in all this, and I think multiple administrations are guilty of ignoring it, the Pakistani role in enabling the Taliban is ultimately a victory for those pro-Taliban hardliners in the Pakistani government. They have to be looking at this and saying, if the United States could have you know, a third-rate power like Pakistan unravel its aims, what chance do they have of confronting China? So I think this leaves us in a terrible situation, but I go back to the initial point. I don't know how it's possible. If, if in fact, the people in charge of our foreign policy did not see all of these factors and conclude that there was a very real possibility of a re very rapid uh, collapse, then we've got the wrong people making military and, and diplomacy decisions in our government. Senator, um, I'm happy to respond briefly in, uh, in, in the time that we have. Um, as you know uh, from your own uh, expertise and leadership uh, on these matters, there are constant uh, assessments being done, and in this particular case, assessments being done of the uh, resilience uh, of uh, Afghan security forces, of the Afghan <laughs> government, uh, and different scenarios uh, established uh, from worst case to best case to, to everything in between. And ultimately, the preponderance uh, of, the, uh, of the intelligence and, and assessments land uh, someplace. And they're, go oh, they're always going to be <laughs> someplace. It's critically important that we listen to all of them, uh, who may be talking about exclusively uh, the worst case, some best case, <clears throat> some in between. Uh, here's what I can say uh, in this setting, and we can take this up as well in, uh, in other settings. Back in February, uh, the assessment of the, the overall assessment of the, uh, of the community was that after a complete U.S. military withdrawal, that could potentially, in the worst-case scenario, lead to the Taliban capturing Kabul within a year or two. Oh, God, uh, I can't so listen to this anymore. Oh, come on, man. I can't help but think every time he says, we could take this up in other settings, it's his way of saying, you want to take this outside? <laughs> Marco Rubio would kick his ass. Well, and he, you know, he, again, he was in his office yesterday uh, testifying because he was too much of a wimp to go down to the house. And now I guess he got too much crap for that. So now he's there in person. But he's 
he's doing what a lot of people in his position do in that when the opposition are asking him the tough questions, he's now affecting this condescending look with sort of a half smirk. It's kind of a theatrical way of uh, disarming uh, maybe possibly the person asking you the questions or at least presenting the idea that, uh, uh, you know, I think this guy's full of crap. But it, it's also very obvious that, that you're, you're putting on a little show, because when he starts talking to a Democrat, then he, he affects a very serious concern look. Well, it doesn't work when you're not dealing with someone who isn't ignorant. <laughs> right. Anthony stinking blinking. Uh, 210-599-5555. Uh, Rudy J. from ESPN will join us uh, uh, here momentarily. We, we're going to talk about woolly mammoths, actually. It's kind of an interesting story. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA at FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. And uh, once again, we are we are joined by uh, a guy that I, whose visits I really enjoy every day. Rudy J. from ESPN, The Morning Show. My man, how we doing today <laughs> on this fine Tuesday? I missed yesterday. I had to run. You, you were at uh, Quarter Moon, weren't you? Yeah, I was you? at Quarter Moon, man. Big thanks to the people at Quarter Moon. Really nice people. Um, I was telling you, you know, Trey walks in. And <laughs> it was like Moses. It was like Moses walked in the park. It was like, damn. And I was like, Trey, I know you like me, but I feel like you're here to make sure I don't screw up your money. <laughs> He's like, no, man. No, 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 man. You're Roosevelt. You, we're, we're Roosevelt people. So he, he's beloved Shel- over there. I didn't know Shelton was Roosevelt, too. So oh, Shelton, is he? Our Shelton went guy. to Roosevelt. Trey went to Roosevelt. I went to Roosevelt. Well, you're not from San Antonio. Roosevelt High School. I went to Broadneck Senior High in Arnold, Maryland. Is that private? <laughs> Did you go to private school? No. No, that was a... It was just a tiny little school. But uh, uh, my, school. my wife went to Jefferson. My wife's uh, from oh, Jefferson. Cool. So she kind of gives me, you know, my my cred. I get my high school cred through marriage, man. <laughs> Jefferson Pride, man. Chris is like, yeah, a smidge, a little. Where'd I concur. Chris, Chris, where'd you go? You went to where? No, Marshall, that's right. Oh, it's Marshall. That's where my stepdaughter went. Right. Priest Holmes. Right. Um, well, when I came by earlier. Yeah, well. Because we... <laughs> I saw this story that somebody wants to bring back a woolly mammoth. Yeah, they they found a well preserved one like as a baby, right? And they're gonna snatch some of its DNA. I guess it's still swimming around, <laughs> and they're gonna put it in an elephant, and we're gonna no. remake the Willie Mammoth. That is that what it reads? I think how, that's how something are we like doing that. This? I don't. I just saw it, and I had because I know you told me Rob because you're on the air with Rob Rob's Thompson. All into it. Rob's all down. Well, Rob's scared. Well, yeah, he, he had, said this is Jurassic <laughs> Park Part Three. That that what's well, the reaction I had? Like you didn't see Jurassic Park. How well out. did that go, man? I, I wouldn't mind seeing a woolly mammoth at the San Antonio Zoo. <laughs> the woolly you know, mammoth you house. In, they got the little the woolly mammoth section because <laughs> they, they have those huge. They have, they have the Africa section, you know. And <laughs> right. Then they have the snakes. They have the hippopotamus. The orangutan. The orangutan. Orangutans. They're weird critters. Flat face looking dudes. <laughs> But and they'll throw their poop woolly, at you. Yeah, the and then we'll mammoth. have a we'll have a woolly but mammoth. Wait, the woolly mammoths were they cold weather climate? I don't, I don't know. remember. It was before my time. I don't. It was before all of our time. <laughs> no, what? I'm kind of, Ice age. I, I see. That's what I. That's what I figure. Like, I guess they would be kind of get a little hot here in San Antonio. I'm down for the woolly mammoth, though. I, I think we'll be okay. Then, like a fiesta, could have woolly mammoth rides. You have a woolly mammoth ride. <laughs> Didn't we used to ride elephants somewhere? Oh, at some circuses, you can ride the elephant. You could, because I've done that. 
Yeah, I've been to a couple of Ren... No, I'm really going to lose my man card, but I've been to a couple of Ren Fests, Renaissance fest oh, Fairs, okay. where you can ride a freaking elephant. Well, they, they've trained the elephant to kneel so you can get on. Right. But Which, that's not going to work out well. It's eventually, the elephant's going to get tired of listening to you. Well, or a woolly mammoth's going to shove a, a big old curly tusk through <laughs> you your butt. Curly, be, yeah, because they got the curly fried tusks. They got the huge, big-ass yeah. tusks. It just sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, it does. You, when you start manufacturing life, it's weird. Life finds a way. Yeah. Then your ass you is know. getting chased yeah. by a T-Rex, you know, and it's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of down for it. I'd like to, to eat one. Well, I'd like to eat. I said I'd like to eat one. I'd like to try a woolly yeah, mammoth you steak. A steak. Because wouldn't it be like a Fred Flintstone steak, where like you, you right. plop it in your in the back of your car, and your car is like the hood goes up in the air? Yeah, but who skins <laughs> a woolly mammoth? I don't know. That's a taxidermy job right there for you. I just, I just, I would like to see what a woolly mammoth steak tastes like. I don't know why that popped into my head. I also told you because we're, we're talking about this stuff. Um, that I, I saw an article recently that like, and Spielberg kind of addressed this in the Jurassic Park movies, but they're now thinking that a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex probably looked mm. more like a big chicken Did with it, feathers and fur. So the head was a little different, but I get it with the body. Yeah. I get it with the short arms and the body. I kind of get it. So could you imagine like a big T-Rex, like looking like a rooster or a chicken running at you? Running all, it was like little chicken fights. Little T Rex fights, I could see it, but I don't know if I want. I don't know if does a T Rex taste like chicken? <laughs> tastes just like chicken. I don't know. That that'd be a hell of a drumstick, wouldn't it? <laughs> that'd be you a hell of a drumstick, mean? man. Yeah, a little barbecue sauce. Anyway, put on a little the grill. Sweet baby fancy. rays on there, right? Sweet baby rays, <laughs> and the thing's as big as like a Buick. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> Rudy Chang, man. Thank oh, you. Man. Hey. Anytime, man. Thanks for coming by. Rudy comes by. He's on the morning show, ESPN, with uh, Rob Thompson, uh, 7 to 10, Monday through Friday. You know, you've known Chris Glasgow forever, so it's yeah. it's kind of cool we get to hang out every day, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. Thank Thanks you, man. for letting your listeners put up with me for a few minutes. Oh, no, that's fine. We'll Appreciate see you, it. We'll see you in the morning. All right, brother. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? How's your day going? You having a good day? Uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to talk uh, about a little bit uh, more about, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez at the uh, the Metropolitan Museum of Art there, Gala. Uh, also known as a gala. I, I'm never quite sure. Can I be honest with you? I'm never quite Is it a gala or a gala? Does anybody know? It's <laughs> terrible. Does, it, does anybody know if it's a gala or a gala? I'm just kind of curious. What's the... Uh, what's the... Uh, what's, I wonder what the newsroom has to say. Anybody, any thoughts? Is it is it a gala or a gala? I don't know. It's a place where rich and famous people go to eat, you know, really expensive food and spend a lot of money. And they do this every year to raise money for the Met. And it's sort, as I understand, it's sort of a costume thing. So you wear something weird. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck were there. In fact, she looked like she had a woolly, woolly, woolly mammoth like draped around her shoulders. I don't know what the hell kind of fur that was. And uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez shows up, 
and she's wearing, uh, you know, first off, I think it costs like $30,000 to get in there. Think about that crap for a second. One night's entertainment at the Metropolitan, $30,000 to get in there. That better be some good damn food, man. And uh, she shows up, and she's wearing a gown that probably costs, you know, a year's salary for a guy like me. Maybe more. I don't know. And it says tax the rich on it. In red, It's a white dress with red letters. And it says tax the rich on her butt. And might I add, and this is going to offend some of you, and I don't care, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's got a huge caboose, man. That is, man, what a get thee to a stairmaster. I'm just saying a chick's got it right. She's got a, she got a big old, she got a big butt, man. She does. Those are big letters, man. Tax the rich. The word tax took up half her ass. I'm just saying it's it's a big, <laughs> it's huge, huge caboose on that chick, man. The good life is good. She's living the good life, man. Mm-hmm. And somebody pointed this out on Facebook that if you look, because I mean, first off, it's a little ridiculous that when you're surrounded by people who could afford thirty thousand dollars to get into a place, you know, that's just the individual cost. It's like close. I think it was like more than a quarter million for the table. For a table, right? And you're wearing a tax the rich gown. But somebody pointed out, because of the color scheme and the kind of lettering, she looks like a big walking Chick-fil-A bag. <laughs> she looks like a big bag of nuggets, man. How's that make you feel, AOC? You look like a Chick-fil-A bag. You know, and that's Jesus food. So I just saw, I just saw that when I was, when I was you know, in the, during the break there. They did. They put uh, a picture of Alex. Because how stupid do you have to be? They they put a picture of her next to a picture, a close-up of a Chick-fil-A bag, and she looks like there's a deluxe in there. You know what I mean? Like, And, and mentally, she is kind of a waffle fry. You know, I, I will say that. Mentally, Alexandria, okay. But you know what? And I, I say this all the time, and it's, it's, you know, this should really send a chill down your spine. Okay, and I want you to, you know, really kind of wrap your mind around this. And call me up and you can tell me what you think. 210-599-5555. Okay, we look at someone like AOC, and I, I know I've said this a thousand times, I'm probably repeating myself, but we look at someone like AOC, who is truly an idiot. She's an idiot with a big ass and she can't dance. Okay? At some point, they're all going to be her, man. At some point... The people running the show or the people who inherit this country, they're all going to be here. They're all going to be that stupid. They're all going to be people who don't know how to open up an English muffin. They're all going to be people who don't know what a garbage disposal is. They're all going to be her, man. Well, you know, here's what's going to happen. Because, you know, she she got her message across, you know, good good for her, whatever. Um, but the thing is, as she stays in Congress and accumulates more wealth, <laughs> you know, she's basically shooting herself in the foot. You know? it, shooting herself well, in the big should ass. All, yeah, we right. should all pay our fair share. You know, that's well, yeah. fine. But, but you, you, you know, it, to, to go there and walk into a room full of people who are extremely wealthy. <laughs> right. With a tax know. the rich sign down on your butt. Yeah. It's a little hypocritical, man. 
And, well, and it's born out of the idea, too, and, and I t- I'll take your calls on this, 210-599-5555, if you want. It's born out of the idea, too, that all rich people are are, are greedy. Right. And they, they're always screwing the little guy. Yeah. But, you know, you have to take into consideration the amount of charities they all support. Well, they do. You know, if, if, they, if they have to pay more in taxes, that is less they can donate. Not that, not that all of them do, but a majority of them do donate considerable amounts of their wealth to different charities. They do. Different pet projects that benefit a lot of different people. They also tend to hire people to do stuff, you know. And <laughs> exactly. If, yeah. if, if rich people have less right. of their own money, and I'm not, you know, I just I don't jump on the I hate the rich. Rich people are like poor people. They're jerks and they're saints. You know, I mean, everybody's. It, it all depends on who you are. All right, rich people aren't evil and wrong just because they're rich. Plus, I really want to be a rich person. I'd like to try so, it on for size someday. Yeah. I'd like to try it. Not her gown. I'd like to try. You know, being rich on. But I look, it's going to happen for me. But if you are wealthy, you can buy a hundred gowns like that. Well, and, you, and, that, and there's a hundred people that got to make the damn gown, and they make money. And uh, you know, we talked about my hat on wearing Rima, and Trey brought this up. Where you know, you look at the hat that I wear. I bought it at the convenience store down the street. Somebody had to come up and design the emblem. Somebody had to stitch it. Somebody had to provide the cloth. Somebody had to put it in a truck in a box and drive it somewhere mm-hmm. to where it was going to be sold. And when the the top earners of this country are getting slammed by heavy taxation because they just deserve it, right, because they're greedy. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it affects the entire economy, and it affects oh. the price. of. We're already looking at, what, a 3% increase in food? Yeah. Uh, I think it was we heard from Kroger over the weekend. Yep. I'm just going to throw this out here. I'm just going to throw this out here. Sure. And you can take it however way you want it. But I'm going to assume that whoever made your hat is not one of the top runners in the country. No, probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think it's Nike or Adidas. <laughs> Chris's hat was. Mine is. Yeah, yours is a Nike. What is it? It's Adidas. Uh, see, yeah, his see. was. Mine, right. no. It cost me seven bucks down the street. Six ninety nine. Hanging, hanging, over, hanging on a hook over the uh, the big red machine. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, anyway. So that's that. That's that's my treatise on AOC's big stupid ass. Two one zero five. She looked like a Chick Fil A bag last night. She did. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA. I'm Sean. Final few moments of the show. Is everybody having a good time? I don't keep asking that, but I, I, I want you to have a good time, man, on the show. 210-599-5555. Uh, let's see, in celebrity puke news. Well, this is actually a cool story. Jeff Bridges, uh, who's, you know, just one of, one of my favorites, and I, I can't really think of a time in my life when there wasn't a Jeff Bridges. You know, I mean, he when I was a little kid, one of my favorite movies was King Kong. And he was in, actually, almost, you can, people have said it almost like the same character in The Big Lebowski. But he was in King Kong, and he did a lot of, you know, movies through the 70s that I remember as a kid. He was in that Clint Eastwood movie, uh, uh, oh, the heist movie. I, I knew it an hour ago. No, I just went blank on it. No, not, no. It was, uh, it was an older movie with Clint Eastwood, and they play a couple of thieves, professional thieves. Can't remember now. Uh, but uh, it was good. Ten speed and light. What was it? It was uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Right. Yes, 
That was a good movie. That's an old movie. 73. Yes. And then he did uh, The Fabulous Baker Boys in the 80s. Well, through the 80s, he was kind of a heartthrob kind of a guy because he did Against Against All Odds. Right. He did did The Fabulous Baker Boys. And then in the 90s, early 90s, he he was still kind of an A-lister and he did some, you know, big-time action flicks, really. Well, The Fisher King with Robin Williams he did. And then he kind of, you know, he didn't really hear from him for a few years. And then he, the Big Lebowski hit, which, as I told Trey, his own mother tried to talk him out of doing. She yeah, said, you're going gonna... to play a fat druggie? And he's like, yeah, Mom. Why not? Done everything else. And it turned out know, to be his most iconic role. He'd been acting for, you know, close to 40 years. At that, at that point, yeah. He'd done everything else. But, you know, that's the one he's going to hang his hat on. Well, and it's a, it's because a great Because it's the flag. one we all, when we hear the name, what's the first movie we think yeah. of? Big Lebowski, right? And then he, he won the the Oscar for a smaller movie, uh, which I I saw and read the book, uh, uh, Crazy Heart, which is very good, produced by or directed by a guy out of Austin whose name I can't remember anymore. But that was coming out when I first moved here. Uh, I I like his version of True Grit better than the John Wayne version, which is going to get me in all kinds of trouble with all kinds of people. But I just I love the movie. I love uh, Jeff Bridges' take on Rooster Cogburn. Well, his, his lymphoma, lymphoma is in remission. It's now the size of a marble. But he also, like you, he got COVID. And he says that the, the cancer, the chemo and the cancer was a piece of cake next to the COVID. Mm. Because, of course, he, he was immune suppressed with the chemo. Right, yeah. And I guess, you know, was in the hospital for, for many weeks with that. But, you know, he came through it. His wife got it as well. But she's, she, you know, she had a much better, easier time of it. But, you know, he's a 71-year-old dude, and he's just, again, you're the same age as I am. When has there ever not been a Jeff Bridges in our life? You know, right. just you can't remember a time without Jeff Bridges, even before the dude. So, you know, good on him, man. Good on him. And, and then we have Kanye unfriending Kim on, on Instagram and, you know. Because <laughs> he's a genius, man. I'm a genius, man. I'm such a genius. And that's you know that that means something. You know, I, when I first got divorced, we I remember I unfriended. Like we got you know because like divorce can be you know nasty. I know that sounds odd, to you, but you know it could be a, a little smidge of screaming and ill will that goes on when, when a marriage breaks up. You know, just a little. <laughs> no, a lot of times it's temporary. You get over it, but initially when you're going through a divorce, you know, I remember I unfriended my wife, my ex-wife. You know, because I got pissed off at something. Mm-hmm. And it lasted like a week, and I felt bad because, you know, it was my daughter's mom, you know, so right. I refriended her and stuff. But it's just funny. To, what are you laughing at? Well, Facebook didn't exist when I got divorced. Right. So at some point, my ex wife had added me. So when I deleted her, I got the pleasure <laughs> of blocking her as well. Oh, see how it is? <laughs> I deleted her and blocked her. Right. See how you are? That's funny. You know, I. I my ex-wife has never tried to send me a friend request. <laughs> really, it's I, cool. I'm not surprised. Well, no, it's I fine. don't blame her. No, no hey. it's just kind of funny because you move on. You move on, right? But there was a point where um, she was giving me a lot of grief because I didn't have her blocked. So I eventually blocked her <laughs> because I got tired of hearing about it. <laughs> I just got tired of hearing you know, about oh, it. Oh, you're dating her now, huh? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 
it was just never ending. <laughs> I mean, my wife, my current, my, well, my only wife from here on out, she's, you know, she's, she's it. But, you know, she sort of had to deal with the fact that there's a couple of, uh, you know, exes floating around on my Facebook list. Right. But they're just friends, you know, and sure. bar- but some of them barely even that. It's, it's good to remain friends. It, well, it if is, you if you can pull it off, you know. Right. But uh, it is funny cause, you know, my wife is hispanic so, you know, who's she? Who's she? Who's that thing you like? What's her name? Who? You know, she's listening right now. She just texted me. Right. See what she says. Oh, my God, she did text me. Did she call you punk ass again? Or? Bah-ha-ha-ha, dot, 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 you can never delete me. All caps. <laughs> oh, she threatened you. Well, of course she did. I love it. Bah-ha-ha-ha, dot, 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 you can never delete me, Mr. John. Leave you under a parking lot with no clues. Because <laughs> <laughs> Trey asked me today, like as we were talking about the Kanye story, he's like, well, what, "What would you do? What would, you, what would your wife wife do if you, if you unfriended her?" I'm like, "She'd kill me." Unfriended her? I'm not gonna unfriend my wife. She'd unfriend you permanently. She'd unfriend me permanently under the part again under the aforementioned parking lot. But you know, social media—it's it's it's such an important part of our lives now. That rich and famous people unfriend each other when they break up, and it's right. it's global news. It's a it's an international story. Yeah, that that crazy ass Kanye unfriended Kim, uh, and now it's Instagram official. I'm not even on Instagram, man. I don't even know what the hell it is. It's just pictures and stuff, right? Oh, she did say punk ass. Oh, she did call me punk ass. Right. Yeah, I love that. Bah ha ha! You can never delete me, punk ass. Okay. Well, actually, she misspelled ass. As A-S-D, and then she retyped ass. Right. Okay, baby, I love you, baby. I'll never unfriend you, baby. You don't have to worry about me unfriending you, baby. I love you, baby. Don't, don't I like all your posts, baby? I like all her posts. Because disappear trumps delete. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't posting nothing if your ass is dead. <laughs> I love you, baby. I'll never unfriend you. In fact, we had our... Friend anniversary. My wife's one of these also that she remembers every single date of every single thing. So, and, and, and it comes up on Facebook memories as well. Mm-hmm. Friendversary. When I sent her, friendversary, I, when I first sent her a friend request, do you know she almost dumped, didn't accept it because she thought I was a weirdo? <laughs> what the hell that's supposed to mean? Great well, intuition. <laughs> she probably confirmed, yeah, you're a weirdo. Yeah, it took her eight <laughs> years of, of light or ten years, <laughs> almost ten years to figure that crap out. Huh? How's it working for you, baby? I'm a total package, baby. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> More like a fat knapsack. Um, <laughs> stuffed with dirty laundry. <laughs> All right, that's the show. Like um, a variety pack of Oscar Mayer lunch. There right you there. go. Yeah. There you go. All right, guys. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Rudy J from ESPN, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.